Nice little jam in there. Now we gotta do some math, count some numbers. Yeah, we're making it confusing. That's okay. Hey, 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 everybody. You are either watching or listening to MLO. And I'm your host, Addy Net, and of course, my co host, Mr. Casey Carpenter. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me here on the stage, live, ready to rock. Did you notice I, like, leaned in like I was gonna do a loud carpenter, but I just kind of. And my co-host over here, who already introduced himself, but he is Addy Net, and I hit him with a shooter McGavin. It's like I was going for a jam, but then I just laid it up backboard and basic son. I like that. Basic Off stuff. No fancy. I'm a backboard type of guy, dude. I always go off that glass. It is nice. You know, just to count it. Dude, sometimes I'm just gonna lay up. Too hard. Too hard off. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a full episode today. Not an unplugged. We're fully plugged in and engaged. Hence the intro. <laughs> Hence the intro, because I mean, you know. Full honestly, we were just recording a dance. Uh, we we're attempting to do dance shuffles for TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, a little real. mortgage dance shuffle. Yeah, we thought we'd uh, give you guys a different look. A different look. No, those are good videos. For I sure. Like them. But this is actually an important one because, Casey, you brought this to the table because a lot of people that are calling Casey right now are asking about FHA versus competitive What are FHA loans comparatively to conventional Super yeah. competitive market, not just in our neighborhood. Yeah, for sure. And it's just one of those conversations that are coming up like naturally during uh, kind of our consultations and stuff we're doing with clients. Uh, and I like it too because, yeah, for everybody out there, there's there's just different loans. There's not just one loan out there. So there's different loans. There's different uh, avenues you can go as well, um, depending if you qualify or fit in that bucket. So I, I like when a client does you know engage and, and ask more about like hey what about this option or is there another option um but as Addy mentioned as of late a lot of that conversation has been hey can we talk a little bit more about an fha versus conventional yeah so we're going to break down the kind of main differences what that one is because one thing too is if you've even googled mortgage or loan products you're going to see that acronym fha which stands for federal housing association so it's a government-backed program, which yes, sir. has a lot of leniencies. So someone could likely get the same, a lower interest rate or the same of market conventional interest rates. They could have a worse credit score. They could have a little skeleton in the closet financially yeah, or credit-wise. So there's a lot of forgiveness, kind of easily put, comparatively to conventional ones. But there are some downsides. So yes. we're going to go over the basics of those and then bring it back home and really talk about is this an eligible product right now because at least on my side of it they're not even really being looked at yeah this uh this low inventory market has shifted a lot of stuff throughout the nation i think it's put a lot of uh uh sellers in a position to we'll call it just be picky with who they Mm want to accept for offers and stuff like that so you are seeing it um one thing that's good you know, Addy, that it's like FHA, like kind of where does that derive from or how does that like topic come up during these conversations? And a lot of it has to do with um, the internet. The internet, they're searching, people are searching. They might even be like a lot, probably as first time home buyers, at least with my conversations where it's popping up because um, they're fitting into, you know, maybe a three and a half percent down, uh, down payment like the F- FHA option uh, has or, you know, maybe they're three percent or five on a conventional. And so they're just in that lower down payment bucket to where. Hey, there is a couple different loan options. Let's take a look at it, kind of thing. But um, 
like Addie mentioned, there is some differences with your FHA and with your conventional. And so um, we're here to regurgitate that to you guys so we can kind of give you guys the same information we're feeding to clients, help you guys be better prepared out there. So I think, yeah, uh, I like that. And I'm really like spinning my gears in my head of how to put this together in an, a takeaway form because we could go on it for a while, like any subject. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but basics with the FHA. So most of the time you're going to see that because they have lower credit score requirements. Let's just start there. So yep. typically you're going to talk to a lender, someone like us, any company, and the minimum credit score for a conventional loan is going to be 620. And that's just not one of three scores. It's the middle of the three. Yes, sir. In all reality, with how it, how much higher the rates go and the monthly mortgage insurance premium skyrocket as the credit score goes down for conventional, it really, and this is just being transparent, I think it's not worth trying to get a conventional one unless you have a 700 or higher credit score right now. The numbers just don't work out. We've talked about that. I'd rather have a strategy to improve credit. Now with FHA, it's totally different. If you have under 700, you would be able to isolate a lot or neutralize a lot of adjusters, if you will. So someone in the 600 credit score range could likely have the same interest rate as conventional and the same mortgage insurance premiums. Now, the downside of all that is FHA has a couple asterisks. The number one thing is they charge 1.75% additional upfront funding fee. Yes. Now, that doesn't come out of your pocket. You can pay for it upfront, but most of the time people roll it into their loan. So you'll have your base loan, which is your sales price, what mm -hmm. you bought it for, minus your down payment, which the lowest down payment for FHA is 3.5%. That's the one most commonly executed. Yes. But that 1.75% gets tacked onto the base loan amount. So I like to tell people, Casey, the pros to it, you got to weigh those out because if you execute an FHA loan, your negative 1.75% equity position the day that you close on the property. That's a big fee. And depending on how much you're borrowing, that's a large fee, right, Casey? Yeah. I mean, it could be a handful. Let's just say, I mean, that could be five, seven, eight thousand $8,000 of an upfront insurance premium that's added onto your loan. If you got a $350,000 purchase and you're putting 50 down, you know, that you might, you might, you know, let's just say, for instance, have a, three hundred and eight thousand dollar loan amount because of that funding fee so that is something that that is good that, to look at because sometimes too in your loan guys like it just might be really that key difference on, on an fha with with a convention when you're just talking like costs and stuff closing costs could be all the same but you can have one loan that has this premium um, insurance premium on it that the other one doesn't um addy touches on a great point the credit is one thing that i think comes up a lot in my conversation with clients uh and that's where I do kind of have that just transparent conversation with them. It's like, hey, guys, FHA does have a set amount um, that they do for their uh, or a set percentage they just use for their mortgage insurance, right? And then you have conventional where that credit score is such a big factor in that mortgage insurance where, yeah, lower credit score you know, you can see higher mortgage insurance premiums from that. Sometimes you can see these things anywhere from a hundred to five hundred dollars a month extra on your monthly payment. Whereas on that FHA side, um, since that's just a fixed percentage, maybe that's just two hundred and twenty-five, you know, a month, right? So that's a big part. Is that that credit score is a huge factor to consider if you're looking at the two programs. Now, the one thing that I like about both of those programs is they do seem to be pretty 
flexible as far as you know if you're sitting above that 620 score or higher you're sitting at a good opportunity to use both these programs and really get after it so that's what i like to kind of go through initially with those clients is okay what are we talking about for credit uh the the other thing that i'm getting into is those down payment options so with your fha loan like Addie mentioned, we have 3.5% down payment with the conventional loan or minimum. With the conventional loan, you can do a minimum of 3%. And so a lot of my clients sometimes are just in that bucket. And and so we're just comparing, you know, a purchase price of let's say 350000 and giving them both those options so they can decide, you know, which one's best. But these are the factors that go into that. The mortgage insurance, like we talked about, the lower credit score. Uh, credit scores, if you have one, or high credit score, and how does that determine either interest rate or mortgage insurance premiums and stuff like that, right? The interest rate pricing, like Addie mentioned, is great because you have FHA, which is a government-backed program. You're going to normally see those have a little bit more aggressive interest rate pricings on that. you got your conventional over here um, that, on the flip side, you know, could be a better long-term product, might have a little bit higher interest rate, but overall could be a better long-term product for 30 years. So I like these two options just because they're so close, right, Addy? They're close. I just think I want to jump in and clarify for a few, a few things. First and foremost, there's something that I forgot before I even started. A lot of people elect the FHA because there's a shorter wait period to buy if you've had a bankruptcy. Mm, so a conventional, point. I believe it's seven years, and then an FHA only requires. Yeah, I believe it's two to two or four. We'd have two to four. Maybe Josh can Google that while we're rambling on here. I can't remember off the top of my head because it's so rare that it comes up. But that's a big one. If someone's trying to Very get true, eligible though. to buy a home and they've gone through a bankruptcy. FHA, you would be re-eligible in a shorter time period. Going to the rate thing, though, because I really don't want people to get confused because I've heard stories and people come to me like, oh, I've talked to this one lender. I'm going FHA because, because the rate's lower. But don't forget about that 1.75 fee. fee. So if you would have taken 1.75%, which you don't have to pay on conventional, and applied it to buy down the rate on the conventional, you'd have a better rate than the FHA Absolutely. most of the time. So that's a trick that I've heard other industry professionals and Mr. Billups just confirmed the two years on the BK. There it is. For FHA. That's a big take home. Um, little grounder there. Appreciate it. Um, and then you have. That's a big takeaway. And then you have that. That mortgage insurance that, you know, can last for the life of the loan on, on an FHA loan. And, yeah, unless some, you put 10% down or more. Right. There's some the mortgage insurance is for the life of the loan. So to simplify that again, when you get a conventional loan and you have mortgage insurance, you're eligible to cancel that mortgage insurance the minute you hit 80% of the appraised value loan balance. So essentially, once you've bought, you've paid down the loan balance to a 20% down payment. That's how yes, most sir. people are going to know it. So if you put 10 down, 10% down, you got 10% more to go to pay down. You can figure that out with mortgage calculators or call someone like us. We'll do the math for you. But FHA, most people go 3.5% down. Most people do. Mm -hmm. And when they do, they're stuck with that mortgage insurance for the life of the loan. They can't. So you're forced to refinance or sell. So if your plan is long-term, which we're going to ask you before you start, that's something to consider because that's many years, right, Casey? It is. And a lot of that stuff, like, if you really you are going to look at it, guys, from a 30-year perspective, like, interest costs and stuff like that can add up in the thousands and thousands of dollars. So if, if we're looking at these products as, hey, this is going to be the next thing for 
that you're going to be paying on for the next 30 years, you want to make sure we're making that accurate decision, right? Because you might have a better rate on, on one of them, but that could be in the long term overall more cost to you out of pocket than the other option that might maybe just have a little bit higher interest rate because there's other factors in there, other costs, other premiums and stuff like that. And that's why I really like that layout um, that we do with clients and stuff. And we do, we show them side-by-side -side comparisons. Here is what they look like. And here's also these things to be considered, right? These long-term things that you might not see up front on paper, mm -hmm. but hey, long-term, you know, that small, if it is aggressive on the FHA interest rate, a little bit higher, but you don't have the insurance premium, overall, less cost to you could be a better option, right? Yeah, and another thing that we haven't even noted is um, in most situations, an FHA is going to allow for a higher debt-to-income ratio than conventional. Yep. So, for example, f on a conventional loan, you're, you're typically good if the following – all of your monthly payments that come up on a credit report, as well as the hypothetical mortgage payment of the house you're gonna buy, fits 45% or lower of your monthly pre-tax income. Mm -hmm. And it has to be qualifying income. So I like to use just base salaries or guaranteed 40 hours when I'm talking to someone on the phone. A lot of people are like, well, I got a $500 bonus or a $5,000 bonus one year. There's more complexities we don't have time to talk about, but go with the base for easy numbers. So. Let's use $10,000 a month times 0.45. Yep. All of my monthly payments, like student loan, uh, auto loan, and the new mortgage has to fit $4,500 or less. It's reverse engineering. Yes. Now, FHA, though, I've seen anywhere from 48 upwards to 55% uh, debt-to-income ratio, ratio thresholds. And there's a lot of compensating factors, credit score, post-closed savings, all these other things. But... It's good to know that typically you can get approved for hire. And I like to explain that, Casey, because once again, unfortunately, there's a lot of people in this industry that aren't communicating very, what's the nice way to say it? Professionally. Professionally and transparently. So you might call them and they might not disclose everything that they've told you is in, in context to an FHA loan. Oh, I can get you approved for this. Oh, your interest rate's going to be this. Oh, mm. this. But. They didn't disclose but it's wait. FHA. It's right. not, might not be the best loan program for them. It might not even be a loan program that is getting accepted in their market right now. Right. So then they walk away and they go talk to other mortgage. Say they come to me. I, I can see right through it. People are like, well, I was told the interest rates were totally. this. I was oh, told yeah. I could get approved for this. And I'm taking notes and I can see that someone was talking to them in, in context to an FHA loan but didn't disclose it to them. Just by doing that yep. math in my head. Absolutely. So just be be wary and ask what the product is. Are you talking about conventional or are you talking about FHA? But, be, and be wary of like that information that's out there, either coming from other lenders out there or from friends, family, people that have done it. I had a conversation the other day. Um, I have a lady buying, buying a home, and um, she's – going through divorce or she's kind of just doing it on her own you know and it's not really probably something she has done a lot and stuff like that so she had her son her son like gave me a call to kind of check check things out yeah. right and do the old number check stuff and uh, yeah it's fantastic so i'm happy to happy to answer any questions right i don't i'm not trying to hide anything well, here or do anything right so he calls and and he gives me this well you know he'd been in real estate before you know he'd been like uh i think in a mall right an agent and a title and a lender and all this stuff and 
and, and out of the gate, I knew where this was going. He was going to start firing off like, hey, well, I heard and I've read on the Internet and seen these rates out there at 1% and stuff like that. And I just know where right. all this is coming from. And and at the end of the day, it's because he's looking at probably FHA numbers or in the past just getting you know information on maybe products that we're not even looking at for his mom, but then trying to relate it in there. So I just kind of backtracked the conversation. This is where we're at. This is where the rates are at in the market and stuff like that. And educating with real information and transparency, that person's like, oh, it, you know, totally, makes totally makes sense. I'm glad they're working with you, yada, yada. Um, but just having those questions answered, because sometimes people have the wrong information. They're like in their mind, hey, man, rates are 1.5% in a conventional loan that I can do 1% down on and yada, yada. And it's like, no, guys, it doesn't, doesn't exist, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. I like that approach. One thing that I do to kind of like neutralize it, because... It is tough to know kind of where everybody is at in, totally. in terms of mortgage companies and interest rates. So for the last five years I've used, and I don't know if I've said this on another episode, but Mortgage uh, News Daily. Mm, yes. On the If you type that in, mortgagenewsdaily.com, and go to that website, on the right-hand side, they'll show the national averages Nice for each product. So it'll show nice. you a conventional. It says 30-year on there at whatever 3.1 i think that is today 3.2 something like that and then it'll show the fha and the jumbo and that's actually one way that i keep my company honest because i we're always since i've worked at this particular mortgage company at or below the national average which i always know hey boom we're hitting home runs we're giving great interest rates we're not trying to make more money as a mortgage company yep but there are companies out there doing that yes sir and it's good that I think that's a really good compass to go on and just know like there's it's never going to be exact. And I mean, that's a great, great resource, though, Casey, if you're ever curious out there, Mortgage I don't know what's news state, daily. Yeah, go on there and look on the right hand side. You can see it and um, just know that like you, your loan associated fees are there's going to be something there anywhere, 800 to 1600 dollars. And then so you might be charging a little points for the lower rate. Yep. But that's a good tip to know like where you should be at. And you can cross reference that with what who, whoever you're working with. Totally. Yeah. That market rate should be around that three and an eighth, three and a quarter usually on these days. But yeah, it's like the uh, sometimes that information out there that you're getting, it just it just isn't accurate. And as being truthful and transparent advisors, we're just here to to tell them, but not. You know, we're not trying to put anybody down. We give them the facts, right? This is it and why, right? Here's a graph showing why we had a change in February and coming into the market and stuff. So um, so we talked about, let's summarize and then kind of chip her away here. So yes, sir. there was the differences, the leniency in qualifying, the lower credit score ability, the bankruptcy shortened wait period. Which I think a bucket of people fit in. That's a bucket of people, 100%. And then... Um, we also talked about slightly higher debt to income ratios, so you could get approved. The asterisks and all that, understand, unless you have 10% down or more, you're going to pay that mortgage insurance for the life of the loan. What else? There's the 1.75% upfront funding fee, often referred to as funding fee, and most people do roll it into the loan. Yes, so they do. you've got a little bit of a lost equity position there yes absolutely and sometimes too that we we don't talk about is you can have that uh you know that upfront funding fee you can't pay that if you want it you can't you most don't have to most people finance it into their loan but you don't have to you would i mean you can pay that but then again guys that's a whole nother conversation because yeah. if we're going to pay that let's let's look at other stuff it, yeah 
Um, that flexibility, like Addy mentioned, you know, I spin it this way, you know, it is alone because it, it does allow you to qualify for more. And that's just those debt to income ratios allow you to go up there. And that's part of that factor. It does give you a little bit more bang for your buck, but it all depends on the market too. Like, cause if, if that product isn't getting accepted, like whoopee do, if we can get more we're, we need to get the house locked down too. So. And I want to close on that soon, but before we do, yeah, oh, I yeah. want to talk about the biggest difference is it's in a different, it's a different appraisal process with FHA versus conventional. Yes, it is. So, this is something that often falls into the gray area of FHA is like, well, what's so different about it? Like someone yeah. shows up and tells me the value. Right. What gets looked at is the property condition is set to a different level of conditions than conventional. Some examples might be a uh, life of the loan. You got to have two mm-hmm. plus years life on the loan. It can't be, you know, falling off its hinges. You can't have any um, chipped paint. Any or that's not what it's called. What am I trying to say? Uh, What's coming off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. scrapes, uh, flaking, stripping, strip, yeah, flaking, flaking paint yeah, on the yeah, exterior. That's a really big one. All appliances need to be connected and working. The company safety concerns. All these sound really, really general, but where it comes into a little bit of an issue on getting pushed back or approved by the appraiser is when there's been do it yourself. Um, mm. upgrades so one example is I like I had a client where they're buying a house that looks great somebody did their bathroom remodel at their house it looked pretty good except a little bit of a corner of the bathroom floor was coming up on the laminate mm. appraiser was able to take you know a, what a stick or a ruler and kind of pull it over and you could see ex- um, exposed flooring the sub floor was all rotted and dry dry rotted oh wow yeah oh wow it's a no-go so you see when they see some like critters and insects and that that's that's a big red flag so on an fha an appraiser in that situation most likely is going to call out for an inspection that there's not a termite or insect or mm-hmm. rodent issue mm-hmm. that sucks that's an extra two three hundred dollars and a person in yep. a weight and then that that sub four needs to be fixed so there's not any of those issues Right. Yep. Which required you can't just go fix it yourself at Home Depot. It has to be contract licensed right. people that come in and do it and give evidence of removing it and installing the new one. That's very rare that that would be called out, as they say, on a conventional appraisal. So just to note, there's a different and it's really good for the borrowers. Totally. But it's good to know because we're going to roll into this impacting the current market here very, very soon. Anything to remark well, on the appraisal you, side? Yeah, you, could, you see it from the listing side too. And, and that's why, guys, like if you ever are in that situation, we are happy to talk to a listing agent or happy, happy to talk about a property, you know, if we can kind of maybe see pictures and stuff like that. Because sometimes there's just that house might be fine on a government program, a, a v, FHA or a VA or something like that. But mm-hmm. that mindset of, hey, it can't appraise right i'm only going to accept conventional or cash offers sometimes though the house is completely fine and people just think like it might not but there is that to be considered because as we all know stuff happens with homes right they're old they can be old you can have them for 50 years right Mm -hmm. stuff breaks peels chips right stuff to definitely consider yeah some of the struggling older homes but mostly projects that weren't completely finished Mm -hmm. those are the ones that have a harder time through neglected maintenance and i mean oh another fha call it was a gutter that was 
kind of hanging off the edge. Oh, like yeah. One end of right. it wasn't attached. That got called out. Not having the, the downspout, like on a gutter, yeah. not having downspouts on the it. Downspout. So. And when we say called out, what happens is for everyone that hasn't been through a home buying process with an appraisal, called out means the appraiser is requiring that particular thing to be fixed prior to proceeding with closing on the real estate transaction. Yes. And this is why it's a big pain in the butt when it happens because it's often just one thing, often not just one thing. It is usually a list of things, anywhere from four to eight little items. And they all, and once again, most of the time, it can't just be a Home Depot run, one and done. Right. Most of the time, it needs to be a licensed contractor, and then the contractor has to show evidence through video and photo, mostly photo, that it's been restored, fixed, and then the appraiser gets to go back out there again. So all of those potential issues could present delays in the closing process. This is another really big thing, and I want to slide into the close from that of why FHA right now isn't as attractive or commonly accepted in this market of 2021. What's it, April? April 2021. We'll date it right here. Yes. Just in case you listen to this a year later. 40 years down the road. So the reason why we did this episode is, at least in our market, and I'm not trying to be negative, just honest, people aren't accepting FHA loans. And here's why. When the market becomes so competitive, say your house gets 20 offers, right? And I'm... I'm trying that's to be. Happening. I'm trying that's to be. Happening. I'm trying to be as gentle as possible, and I'm not trying to offend anyone. My entire goal, just to put this together, is to be transparent so you know what's going on. So, in a hot market like this, a house might get 20 offers, right? Say you have 10 offers that are conventional and 10 offers that are FHA. Just from the reasons that we explained to you, for the appraisal, nothing personal, just the appraisal being much harder than the conventional. Those 10 offers, half of them get put off to the side just done now we got the 10 conventional they're going to analyze what's next down payment who's got more money in the game who's sliding those chips to the center of the poker table and going all in so let's say five of them are 20 percent down and five of them are 15 percent down it's natural for the seller's point of view to look at those five with a higher down payment this is how 20 offers gets looked at from the eyes of the sellers. Then it comes down to your final three horses coming in for the lane, right, Casey? Yes, it does. And then your your team really shines for you if you're making final three. Your team, it's the lender that's reaching out. It's and calling and attesting to the approval. So there are all these little things. But not to get too off, I wanted to explain that. 20 offers, you have 10 FHA. 10 conventional the seller's looking for the path of least resistance the the bet with the least amount of risk there is risk associated with it, uh accepting the fha offers so they don't look at it the same and we all make decisions guys i mean i was just out this past weekend trying to buy a car it's like you're gonna do something you're gonna commit to something you want to commit to something that's gonna give you like the less risk right like the, at least you're trying to anyway logically um and guys, this is really driven from a low inventory uh, perspective, though, too. Like, it's really happening. Like, we have a really, really low inventory uh, crisis kind of going on throughout the country. So then you have, if there's a limited amount of homes, limited amount of people selling, that means they can be picky and they can be specific and they can decide, hey, I want to take this offer because because why? Right? Because I'm one house in 10 miles that's ready to sell. When I think... Another thing, because I like to think about what someone might say to me in return. Yeah. Well, but if I have 10% down, too, 
just like that other conventional. Say there's only two offers. Yeah. Not every time it's 20 offers. You're right. You're right. right. You're right. I'm role playing. You're totally right. Here's the thing. It's still a risk assessment. Mm-hmm. And what gets associated with FHA, and this is just real talk, is that it's a less qualified bar. You are FHA because your credit score might be lower. Your income might be less stable. Right. So from a minimum dollar standpoint, this is not me. I would never try to bash anyone. I'm going to help every single one. But we're looking at this from the seller standpoint. Yes, they sir. are going to be like, well, likely, likely the conventional purchaser or offer we have in hand has a higher credit score and a more stable, stable income and employment situation. So they're going to go with that one most of the time, not to mention all the appraisal things that we gave. This is why in our mortgage console, we're always encouraging people to reach out, even if it's going to be one year, two years, three years, or maybe a freaking pipe dream. We want to talk to you early so uh-huh. we can work on the things to get you into a conventional Absolutely. and be as, com- be as competitive as possible. And I sincerely hope I'm not pissing anybody off like that. No, it's happening. The real, I just want it's happening. To know. Those are conversations. I had to, that's real. I had to kick out a conventional pre-approval the other day for my VA buyer who is strong just because that's all they're taking. That's it. No ifs, ands, or buts. So that's a real talk. It's competitive. The market's hot out there. Man, I just take a deep breath there. Yeah, but it's conversations we have daily, guys. So that's why we're so passionate about it. And we want you to just be as educated as we are. Yeah. No, and I think people want to know the reality of the situation. If it's just too competitive, but someone's telling me I can get approved only for an FHA, maybe we'll look at the credit path. Maybe look at savings path. Maybe yes. you get a short-term rental situation and try to buy it at a different time yes life goes on forever but we want you to get the best terms possible and really that's the entire mission at mlo is to open up the book pull back the curtain and know the why know the why and have a safe transparent place we gain nothing from doing the show it's all educational yes sir and we're here with the hotline so let's conclude conclude casey give them that number oh this is an easy one to die you grab that phone and you just knock out 503 Please leave a review. Yeah, we, need some a reviews. we need some reviews. We're, We're trying to get up to number charge. one. Come on, man. Try to keep it going there. Number one. And uh, find us on social media. We have different different short form content out there. We're cranking all the time, but we'd love to connect to you and have you a part of the community. Absolutely. Industry professionals, too. You can share this with clients. So it's great stuff. It's good stuff. And once again, this has been my co host, Casey Carpenter. Main host, Addie Nett. And you have been watching or listening to MLO. And until next time, we will catch, catch you later. later. Next time, flip you aside. What side? <laughs> we always come in. We always change it. That was good. That was great, wasn't it? Was it now, good for you? Now Dust can turn the book. Was it good for you? It's good for me. I had a nickel for you. <laughs> if I had a penny. If I had a penny. <laughs> 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 I didn't hear what. Oh, nice, dude. Down to the wire. It's meant to be.